congratulations mm -hmm. for opening up a brick and mortar yeah. ice cream shop during a fucking pandemic. Wow. Thank you. I feel absolutely insane, but you know, it has to be done. <laughs> <laughs> This podcast is a walk in the life of entrepreneurship. We will interview people from all walks of life, but have one thing in common. They have taken risks, went against the grain, and rose to the occasion to thrive in their purpose. This podcast will be a source of knowledge, inspiration, and proof that greatness can be born from the ground up. From the ground up. From the ground up. What's going on, everybody? This is the Ground Up Podcast, and I'm your host, Aaron, and this is... Keisha Rock. And this is episode 13, folks. Episode 13. That's my favorite number. Is it? Yeah, it's a special episode. Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right. So today we are going to be interviewing Rabia Kamara, founder and owner of Ruby Scoops. How are you? Hi, I'm doing well. How y'all doing? We're doing, doing lovely. Good, doing Got my good. glass of wine mm. right here. I'm so excited there to hear go. your story. Thank y'all for having me. I'm so excited because so excited. we actually have tried Ruby Scoops. Oh, yeah. And delicious. <laughs> delicious. And, yeah. And by now, listeners, you have watched, you know, our YouTube video. Hopefully. <laughs> no, let's just manifest it. You guys have watched it and you okay. saw that we visited Ruby Scoops. And when, I mean, it was good. It was it was good. I'm, I'm not even going to lie. And I'm, and I'm very picky about stuff like this. Yeah, so. I was a little nervous for him. But honestly, it, it it more pertained to your taste buds. Yeah. Yeah, because you have a lot of just really unique Ooh. fruity flavors. But actually, that cream cheese one was not fruity, but that was like so me. <laughs> but anyway. Um, I'm glad you liked it. Yeah, no, but your flavors are super unique. Okay, actually, scratch Thank that, you. everybody. Let me go back and let me just start this by saying, first, I just want to say <laughs> pandemic. Wow. Thank you. I feel absolutely insane. but. Yeah. You know, it had to be done. <laughs> <laughs> it had to be done. I like that. Yes, yes. Congratulations. Thank all you. right, Rabia. So how did it all start? Well, it all started really honestly way back. My mom gave me um, a Mrs. Fields cookbook, which I'm ironically enough, where I'm sitting, I can see my bookshelf. I can see the first ever cookbook that my mother ever gave me right there. Oh, um, okay. So she gave me this cookie, this cookie book, and did I you say it was Mrs. Really Fields? Mrs. Fields, I like did. the cookie. Oh, okay, nice. Yes, yes. So I started to this so my mom gave me this book, and what? Hold on, I lost my headphones. I went through. <laughs> it's so funny because it's like this right here. And basically, <laughs> I made all these little flags and like of all of the things that I wanted to bake, and I'll send you a photo because it's like more flags than not. Oh my god! Um, so I just open up a page. What are we? We have uh, Christmas sugar cookies and brown sugar shortbread. So basically, I would like to choose a recipe every week. Oh. Um, what's this one? The baby banana cream pie. So I would just choose something every week and be like, I'm gonna make it. And I started to get really into dessert. And I was like, this lady has this whole like franchise of seeing cookies. And I told my mom, I was like, Oh, do you have to feel? And she was like. That's adorable. That's adorable. That's not, that's, not, that's, Wait, not, that's not like what we do for a living. Oh uh, I'm a first generation African American. So like my mom moved to this country with like a toddler in a suitcase and went to medical school and had like her own practices and became kind of right. like a serial entrepreneur. So wow. because 
they came over with this like idea of what the American dream was. Yeah, what what success baking is baking and cooking. Yeah, yeah. baking and cooking is not the thing that that is for them. So um, <laughs> I love this. You know, oh, I had man. to I had to put it to the wayside for a long time, and this is hilarious because I'm just looking at the things that I marked off as a child, and I was like, "Girl, who did you think you were when you were nine? <laughs> but okay, so I'm that's over here interesting. So. That's how it started, and then I, you know, I, I had to kind of give it up, and I went to high school, and then I went to college, and while I was here at ECU, um, I got back into just, like, well, I got to learn what I liked about food in general, but I also got back into baking. I started, like, making cupcakes and different things, and people on campus would either be my guinea pigs or buy them, and I found myself in a space where I was like, okay, I'm getting ready to graduating from college and to spend the rest of my life working and I'm supposed to be going to law school. <clears throat> oh, wow. And I just, uh, you know, it's like I'm going to spend the rest of my life, quote unquote, making a living. I really want to enjoy what I'm doing. And so I called my parents and was like, uh, well, I've just been research first because they're African as hell. So I had to come <laughs> with research and support. You had to come prepared. You know, so basically my entire life, like anytime we've wanted anything, we've had to basically like pitch our parents. So I'm like, I don't, Ask me, and people are like, give me a 30 second thing already scooped. I'm like, okay, that's basically all I've had to do my whole life to my parents, like a 60 second spiel of why they should let me do what I want to do. So, <laughs> um, look, it's I coming handy now, went, though. Look, right? I basically went to them and was like, I, you know, I want to go to culinary school. I found these different schools, these are the different options. And my mom was like, you just spent four years in college. You're not about to go to another like, four year school, it's like going backwards to just so. I'm so short. I found a school in Maryland that had a year-long program because I figured if I was at home and I did it and they could see me, like, putting the effort in and actually giving a shit, they would maybe be less, like, resistant to it. Right. But that's still just that. They were still, like, my dad was kind of, like, do what My dad would, like, do what you want. My mom was, like, what are you doing? <laughs> I, I actually like, respect that you, you sought your parents' um, like you wanted them to like be on board with this. Yeah, yeah, but I was also kind of again, I was just I was raised in a way where like you ask your parents permission for things. Right. Mm-hmm. So even though I was like, I guess what American people consider an adult, I think I just became an adult to my parents like this year. Oh Wait, wow! So really? do you watch? Um, <laughs> this is so off topic, but I promise I, I promise I'm gonna wrap it back around. <laughs> do you watch the Real Housewives um, of Potomac? I don't, but everyone tells me that I should. My boyfriend really wants me to. Oh, he keeps God. saying that I won't let him watch it, and I'm like, Rabia, well, the that? only reason I the only reason I'm bringing it up is because there's a new cast member this season, and she's Nigerian, and the whole premise of her like subject matter of the season is that she wants to switch her career. She's a successful um, professor at John Hopkins. And she also does like, uh-uh. pol- pol- yeah, never gotten out of that. Ex- yeah. <laughs> and her mom is like, no, 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 you would, you, you cannot stop doing that. She's like, that's what's making, nope. you know, that's what's making our family shine. That's what's making us proud. Um, so it just, yep. re- I just, I see that also as like a cultural thing, you know, it's 100% a cultural thing because it's like, again, our our parents came over here and did a lot of work to like get the things that they've got and so and that's not to say that it doesn't take hard work to get to the place that you you know will be able to succeed but for them there's only like so many ways that you get there and it's not through artistic things right, right, right i see right. that yeah, i understand so that. it's like 
You know, it's like you, and even then, if you're like, I want to get an English degree, they're going to be like, for what? Do you want to teach? The plan that you want to teach? Like, what do you guys, English degree for what? Like, <laughs> I was, I was at the, I was in the ASU very briefly in college. And I got an email once about like, uh, kind of like after college things. And the email was like, do you want to be a doctor or a nurse or a pharmacist? And I was like, oh, this is African as hell. I gotta get out of school. Because that's just like, your parents are like, and it's not just African. I think it's definitely like other foreigners because like I have a lot of Filipino friends who are nurses and doctors because that's what their parents do. And like, that's yeah, how you make good money and you help people. Yeah. Yep. Um, okay. So, so, so you tell all them, of that. you tell them like, this is what I, I want to do. You, you present it well. School. And yeah, you go to culinary school. And so then how did well you? Well enough. Yeah. So after culinary school, I started my actual culinary career. Um, and I learned to make ice cream in school. And that's when I started to really like it because I realized that, like, of course, almost most, most recipes are blank slates. But, like, in a true sense, I think sorbet is a blank slate because, like, there are four, three to four must-have ingredients. But, like, you put anything you want in an ice cream. And as long as it freezes and poops, it's ice cream. Oh, okay. So you feel like and that's you found... putting it, and that's honestly putting it lightly because there's a lot more to it. But we don't have to talk about the ice cream stuff, like science. Ice cream stuff. <laughs> no, <laughs> don't give away all the secrets. But I get what you're saying. Are, yeah, you, like are, you, not, yeah. are you saying that you enjoy making it though? Because it's like a blank slate, and you can make it into a, whatever you want it. Yeah, I like that. That's exactly the, and that. that. That shows to me who you are right there because that goes back to that creative creator mindset. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Well, thank you. Yeah, it's just, I think Wait, it's, and it's shout out to that of, new flavor today. Thank you. And it honestly, <laughs> surprised when we get off, when we get out of here, I just, uh, another one just debuted itself 15 minutes ago. So. Wait, what? What? It's, oh, yeah. Check the gram. I know, right? I, we, we, both yeah. up, we both picked up our phones. <laughs> <laughs> like, wait a second. No, yeah, that's listen. awesome. Candle, post is where it's at. So you kind of. You kind of knew, like when you, so when you started, you learned how to make ice cream, like you were like, this is it. Is that, did you have like the aha moment? I, I, so I think it was the first thing about like, I always knew I wanted to cook. And so when I first made ice cream and I was able to do it periodically in school, I was like, I really like this. But then when I got my first pastry chef job, I was able to start making more and more flavors. <clears throat> and then I helped open up a restaurant as a pastry chef. And I saw, I went to dinner with my family at the restaurant that I worked at, and I saw this family with two little girls get some ice cream. And the ice cream came in three scoops. They gave each of them one, and the parents shared one. Well, one of the little girls turned around, and the other one ate all of her ice cream and her own. So it becomes this whole, like, tiff over ice cream. And it took me, I'm the youngest of seven. um, And I have a lot of, I have a lot of siblings, so, like, I, it took me back to very vivid memories of like arguing with my siblings yeah. or just having moments with my sisters, you know, like, you know, running to the ice cream truck and then letting me choose first because I'm the baby or someone finishing the last popsicle or just all these things that I realized like I was, was very tied to ice cream and frozen dessert. And in that moment, even though I had been a pastry chef for a couple of years and had done other things, in that moment it just clicked and I was like, this is what I want to do. Like, I have all these memories that ice cream is a part of and I want to be a part of memories for people and their families and for themselves it's just like the way that I think ice cream is very nostalgic for all of us I just wanted to basically create that nostalgia and that space where people can enjoy nice things that's so beautiful that's nice thank you I like that (laughs) so was the journey as difficult as you expected to get to where you are today I don't know what I'm 
it's, it's, I mean, it's not like it was that long ago because it's been six years since I really started like toying with the idea. Six years um, is a but good. But even then, yeah. it wasn't. Yeah, so I think October of 2014, I still had a full time job. I started kind of dabbling and doing like small events or offering orders to people. Um, excuse me. So kind of like just kind of testing testing the water and getting my feet wet, and then it got to be where like on the days that I was off, I was baking or making ice cream and I lived with my parents my mom was basically always like she just got to a face where she was like you can't always be in this kitchen (laughs) 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 because I also need to make things so I basically I had to get to a place where I I had to start kind of planning for what I thought the business was going to look like yeah and I was in a space where I was like I'm going to keep my job part-time or do full-time at my job and then part-time doing ice cream and like I talked to my employers about it and they were like yeah it's cool it's perfect and then sent me an email at like four o'clock in the morning one day fired me wait what what so yeah 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 yeah. Uh so basically we're like this is your last day is this day and I'm like okay so you were kind of I mean but obviously that looking back right that was like the best thing that happened right I mean, it was fine. Oh, she it, said it was, was fine. It was, it was fine. <laughs> You're supposed it to say like, yes. That was them. the moment everything <laughs> changed. <laughs> no, I, it was. It was fine. It was like it was. I had told them this. I think in like November, December. So my plan was basically like to stay on full time for another few months mm-hmm. and then go part time in the summer. And they were like, "Yeah, that's fine." So basically, they fired me like right at the end of the year. So I'm like, "So what do I do now?" Because wow. it's <laughs> my, my way to make enough money. So that when spring and summer came around, I could like go into this new endeavor, but now you've basically fucked me. Right. And now I have to start making more shit like now. So basically because I was a manager and I had the keys and the coding and whatever I wanted, I would go in there and make my own ice cream for my own shit. Mm. And then, <laughs> so I basically still set myself up because I was like, you think you are fucking me over, but I don't care if I can stay awake for 12 hours. Okay, I'm going to do it. So I kind of just, did everything I could to get myself as prepared as I could. And I started looking for other jobs, but every, every job, every time someone offered me a job, I would get like, I would just start crying. You would start crying? And I was like, you just really didn't want to do crying. it? Because I just didn't want to work. For, I was just tired of working for people because all, the very, like, this industry is just really difficult. And yeah. I had never really, I had, out of all the restaurants that I'd worked, there's only one I really liked and like, and that one closed, and I got the opportunity to open the one that really, I think, drove me into this. Mm-hmm. My time with that company really drove me into this business, if you will. But right. it was just like, I was just tired of people walking all over me and treating me like the things that I was bringing to the table were not enough when yeah. they were the reason people were even coming to the restaurant. Well, so Rubia, I was just now like, I'm, you are I'm the table. Yeah, right? Now you are <laughs> the like, table. I was just like, I'm out. So I think I thought it was going to be hard, but I didn't. I mean, at first it was kind of just like, how do I turn something that's fun into making money? And then it became like, there's so many more things I want to do. So in 2015, when I started like full time, I had this projection of what the first five years are going to look like. And it's laughable as hell because my year two, it was like, Expansion of product line in year three was like I'm gonna have a storefront and I was like this who now wait, that you're gonna, wait, like, wait, wait, wait. year three you're gonna have a what year three you're gonna have a I'm what gonna have one, I'm, I'm gonna have one storefront and by year five I'm gonna have two storefronts so oh. we're gonna be like nationwide like 
it was just like lofty as hell. That is a beautiful entrepreneur um, plan, though. Like if things could really yeah, you, you but, know, happen that. But I was like looking back at that version of me, it was like, how did you think this was going to happen? But let me tell you this, though. My my yeah. perspective on that, though, is dream big always, you know? Exactly. exactly. Oh, yeah, definitely. That, that, to, definitely. Me, to me, that's probably a key aspect of why you why you are where you are today. Because you dreamed big. So you, you, you knew you had to work hard, right? I did. And I did. And I think there were a lot of times that I would experience burnout and be like, I don't want to do this anymore. Yeah. Um, which I think is another part of kind of like what comes with things, but also I always realize that like today could be the day that I stop and tomorrow could be the day that everything starts to make sense. Mm. And I would rather be closer to where I want to be than taking a step back and having to start all over again. Mm. I tried that Girl, that sounds like, that sound like my weight loss journey. Mm. <laughs> Ooh, look, look, mm. listen. She giving two words today, y'all. <laughs> I'm also in that own space of my life where I'm like, now that I have my own business and I'm fat as hell, I need to oh, fit, shut fit up. this into my life. No, I'm wow, telling you, I gained, I gained a lot of weight in the last, like, two years. I bet you don't time. even eat your ice cream anymore. Sometimes. Okay, as long as we've been open this far, I've had half a milkshake. <laughs> oh, my God. See? Okay, and also I'm mad at you because you did not tell me when I was there that you had milkshakes. So then when I stalked your Instagram more, I was like, oh! So now I gotta come back as soon as possible because I need that. You gotta always come back, and also we're gonna we're gonna have like our full case this weekend with like twelve flavors since we're, this is our last weekend for the year. So. Yeah. Oh. We gotta we gotta bunch of stuff. Yeah, it's exciting. Well, <clears throat> what do you feel like has been like your mo- well? I probably could answer this question for you, but I could be wrong though. But your most <laughs> proud moment in this journey to um, opening up the actual store. I mean, honestly, the biggest thing is just opening the yeah, door. Yeah, that's what I thought, yeah. Um, Do you, what advice, like, and, what and tips, fact, like, how, like, tell me about that. Like, how was that process? Well, see, that's the thing. It's also, like, I've helped open a lot of other establishments back home okay. um, as, as like, management. And we, you, skip the, you skip all the stuff that really gets you to the opening. Like, you're working on your own stuff, which is your menus and your staff and your training and like just trying to be ready for when you open. But you don't know about all the stuff that goes on behind the scenes to like get the space open. That's what I'm wondering about. I'm so, wondering about like the like city permits or like whatever, like all that so, yeah, stuff. So, so like the city of Richmond and contractors and the yeah. city of Richmond and the city of Richmond. And the city of Richmond. <laughs> Stop it. I love my like, city. Don't no. do that. <laughs> okay, well, they don't love people starting businesses, apparently. Oh, they make it hard. really? Our signage, our signage permit has been in since September. And it's wow. December. And I still don't have no word on my sign. Hmm. Wait, I thought you had it. You don't, there's no sign out there? No, no. It sure no, we don't have a sign yet. Oh, Aaron's like, I noticed. I was like, I didn't even notice. He's like, no, nope. Because I was looking for the sign like, when we was walking down the he street. Was, he was yeah. trying to get it for footage for the YouTube. <laughs> I mean, yeah, but I was... Right now, it's on the door and in the window. Well, can I just say that that beautiful photo, it's not really a photo, but like artistic creation of you is enough to draw customers in. <laughs> Did a little artwork. Yeah. <laughs> Yes, I was like, you know, let's use this marketing degree that the VCU gave me and try to make this place feel nice. Yeah, I mean, I just love the look of it. Like, okay, so let's talk about that. Let's talk about Ruby Scoops, the brand, because you have a brand. How did you create your following? Did, they, did it come naturally? Yeah. Like, t- talk to me about that. 
I think, I think there's a couple of things, honestly, and I will admit with y'all. Um, so you may know I brought on a business partner as part of like yes. what I refer to as Scoop 2.0 uh-huh. because Scoop 1.0, which was just me as the, like the really only full-time employee and being in DC and all the structures of that. So it was just you before I, that? I, yep. Okay. That's okay. a lot. So, yeah. Emma, Emma, yeah, Emma's been my partner since this year. Okay. Um, Shout so, out to Emmett. Yes. Hello, my dear. So, um, <laughs> It's just it was I was in a place where I think I was I was burnt out and tired with the way that the business was because I needed to create another version of what it was. So this version of it is really for the best for the two of us. Uh-huh. Uh because we can we can run our businesses and make the ice cream we want and connect with the neighborhood and still have our lives because we have each other. Um so I'm excited about that. Right. Definitely. Um Oh my God, I ask me because I talk about how much I love Emmett. What happened? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, so, yeah, so, oh, so, so the cre- whole brand. Yeah, so, the brand um, and creating like the following yeah. and like did it. I just wonder like, uh, you know, when people start something like a business, they need to brand it. You know, marketing is important. I'm just curious, yeah. like, was that something you even focused on or, you know, how did that come well, about? It was a nice thing where, so with me being upset about losing my job and being like, it was fine, um, it gave me it gave me time to work on what I felt like this book looked like at that point. And I have a lot of people that I grew up with that are really talented. And one of my friends, uh, George Hilton III, actually, he's an illustrator. Mm-hmm. So he created my logo. Okay. okay. And I, it wasn't necessarily what I was looking for at the time, but when we saw it, like me and my family and my loved ones, when we saw it, we knew that that was where that, that was where where we were going and it just made sense to me mm-hmm. um and then i had it kind of rebranded if you will so we just took the image and like added a couple more things to it that would allow us to kind of like take out take out and add things to kind of layer the logo because the logo itself has a lot of colors and like nuances to it um right, right. so i think that's helpful that people see the logo and see me and go oh my god um, mm-hmm. which, yeah, <laughs> which wasn't intentional, but definitely worked out. And then it was very important to me that we get to be unapologetic about who we identify as. So, like for me as a black woman, it's very important to me that other people know that this is a black woman-owned business, and that you know, with Emmett now we are black women and queer-owned business, and like we want everyone to know that like we see everyone and we're a safe space. So for the people that are like us in particular, it's like we want you to see us existing. And that we're here for you to serve in a safe space, or we're here for you to encourage you to be whatever you want in the world because representation matters. Yes. Um, so I think a lot of that is helpful in the brand. The fact that w- what we make is delicious is helpful. So we get yes. a lot of word of mouth in that in that way. But honestly, with the pandemic this year and not being able to open in the original space or within the original projected time, it also was a place of me being like, "What's happening?" But it gave me the space and time to really recreate what I needed and wanted Ruby Scoops to represent in Richmond. Right. So I basically erased the whole Instagram and like all of my social media in the summer and just restarted. Um, Wait a minute. No, you did not. Yeah, I did. (laughs) And you already have over 10K followers. Like what? Yep. So I restarted it, I think in July or August. And more or less almost doubled my followers in, uh, by November. 
do you my opinion do you want to know why <laughs> it's because Michelle. it's because you're authentic um and like oh, me, I appreciate yeah that. like you just said like you know when I looked at you guys as um like you and Emmett's page and I realized like you know that y'all both were the owner I was like oh I want to support that you right, know like exactly. I, I want to yeah, I want to you know I want to give them business I want to promote them um you know, authenticity and just being proud of who you are as a black woman and him, him as a, you know, white queer, it's, it's something to embrace and it's something to make everyone, like you said, create a safe space for all. And not only, that. yeah, not only a safe space for all, but uh, like you said, to re- representation, we, we need it. Yeah. And also just like, um, I will say that I do, again, at home, I have some very, not that I don't have talented friends here. I just moved here and then the world shut down like two weeks later. So I haven't really got to meet a lot of people. <laughs> wow. <laughs> oh my gosh. I didn't even realize oh, wow. you, but, you, know? you, but you were here for VCU though. I was here for VCU and then I left and went back home. So my entire career and like beginning of the business here. was okay. in DC. Yeah. So I just moved here permanently um, in March, but I've been doing events in Richmond for three years, gotcha. okay, okay. Three years or so. Um, yeah, so no, I just I just moved back on March first, and then on March fourteenth or fifteenth, they were like, "No one go anywhere." So, <laughs> well, I promise you. I mean, you you do. I mean, <laughs> I can't make you love Richmond, but you do have an appreciation for Richmond. I do else, love but, Richmond, yeah. absolutely. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. I, it's not that I don't love it. It's just you know, this is my second time around. So it was like right. I was excited to be able to be like. I can make new friends. I'm going to open this shop. And I'm going to meet people. I'm going to become regulars. We might actually become friends too. And yeah. not to say that all those things are not still <laughs> happening. They just didn't happen when I thought they would. Exactly. Because the world closed. Well, so, as corny as this behind. sounds, as corny as this sounds, it's hard at 31 years old to find Five new friends. friends. And I literally it, said to Aaron, like, oh, this is going to sound bad. Because I'm not insulting any of our guests. But I was like, of all our guests, like, she's someone that I could, like, see myself, like, wanting to talk to more after. <laughs> but, um, Yay! Well, that's exciting. Yeah. And I will say, like, I, I'm, I'm 100% someone who will talk to anyone and have been my whole life. So I swear to you. I, what did I say after I texted her? I, what did I say? I was like, she texted back yeah. almost immediately. And, immediately. And I was like, I love a, I because, I, listen, I love a fast texture, not, though. I appreciate if, that. If I'm not... If I'm not at the shop, I don't be doing nothing but answering emails and, and okay, that's why. So it's not in the shop I'm doing a lot, but my phone is in my hands. So. <laughs> <laughs> it's like if I'm doing Instagram posts, even though they're scheduled, I'm like, I got to check in when I schedule them and interact with people for like a half hour to an hour. It's not like I can, can't ignore that my phone is on me. People can tell. Oh, yeah, I know, right? It's not to be. The ugly you know, scene like, oh, on Instagram hello. when you DM that scene. I'm like, like, oh, no, I don't want them you're to like, see. Damn it. You try to hide it. You're like, hang on, I can't, I can't hide it. I can't take it back now. Or when you're trying um, not to, like, open your phone and you want to read what someone sent, but you can't read all of it, so you got to open it. You can't okay. read the whole thing. Like, what are you saying exactly? Um, yeah, so I basically responded the whole thing, but two of my friends back home, um, Mariah Miranda and Farah Saiki are photographers, and they're both super talented. And Mariah approached me about doing kind of like a branded shoot for the business where mm, because okay. of the fact that like ice cream is timeless and I am a woman of color and mm-hmm. ice cream and so we really wanted to capture like women of color at all ages and shapes and sizes like having enjoying ice cream or enjoying their time with each other and kind of doing that kind of thing so we we got those pictures but I really wanted 
to wait until I was here to be able to kind of like recreate and rebrand. So I procrastinated some, but it turned out to it turned out to happen and work kind of at the best time because yeah. it was a space of like we haven't been up to anything for months, so now we can try and tell people what we've been doing and utilize all these pictures. So it came to it came to a place where I realized how to best brand ourselves on social media and you know to like limit the amount of colors that I use and knowing what time to post and what people want to see wow. and where people so are and what age they are like yeah all of that yeah well you are killing it. Just, killing it it <laughs> you really are you're ki- like since July and to grow the following that you've grown and you opened up a, a ice cream shop and you know brick and mortar and, and during a pandemic the shop is beautiful the, the ice cream is good Thank you, so much. you know I am singing your praises <laughs> But, but um, we are so happy to have you on, and we are going to get into the game. Okay. Let's do it. All right, so we're going to be playing Would You Rather This or That. You ready? Oh, yes. Okay. This or that, when you're walking, music or podcast? Ooh, if I'm walking, mm-hmm. if I'm walking, music. If I'm working, podcast. Okay. 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 Would you rather be underdressed or overdressed? (laughs) I hate clothes. So underdressed. I love. I was for sure you were gonna say overdressed, but I love that you said underdressed. My type of what? I don't even like clothes. (laughs) We are like. You don't. I I feel you on that. Okay. Big party. No flip flops. (laughs) Big party or small gathering? Both, honestly. I miss people so much right now. I'm like, I want all of it. All right. (laughs) That was hard. You lost me. No, you lost me on that one. I'm (laughs) small gathering all day, every day. (laughs) All right. You know, it's fun to like yell at. Listen, I'm the friend that we go out. My friends would be like, you walked away from us in one direction and came back in the other direction. And I'm like, what? <laughs> so I miss that. I miss that feeling. That's what's really going on. I feel like, <laughs> oh, man. All right. And would you rather have a personal maid or a personal chef? Personal maid. Personal maid. That I, was super I, easy. I think I'm with you with that, too, for real. Because then I have yeah. all the time in the world to cook. <laughs> you got to clean yeah, it up. Exactly. <laughs> That's the way to do it. Rabia, this has been so much fun. Um, Tell the listeners. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Tell the listeners how they can reach you. So you can follow us on Instagram. It's at RubyCheekIC, as in ice cream. Uh, If you need to highlight us via email, it's info at RubyCheek.com. And we are on Facebook and uh, Twitter as well. But the Twitter's not really real. So I (laughs) just. Follow her on Instagram, (laughs) y'all. (laughs) <laughs> oh man until next time guys see ya help us build this podcast from the ground up subscribe leave a review and share with a friend who can relate also don't forget to follow us on instagram the ground up podcast That was good.